Hello, and welcome to the Unorthodox Banter Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to help elicit the change in the lives of individuals by addressing and discussing areas that affect us mentally and emotionally, while encouraging you to start having some conversations that may seem unorthodox, but is necessary for the type of growth that you want to see in your life. Welcome to another episode of the Unorthodox Banter Podcast. My name is Jumi, and I hope you guys have had an amazing week so far. Today, I wanted to talk on the topic survival mode. And and this topic stems from what we've been discussing in the past episodes, um, when we talk about trauma, when we talk about survival instincts. Um, Last week, we discussed different trauma responses, and we talked about the fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. Now, survival mode can be a derivative of that in the sense that when we are in a situation, whether it be traumatic situation, whether we're experiencing great loss, whatever the case may be, we tend to need to learn how to make it. We tend to need to learn how to survive. And and we kind of talked about in past episodes how the brain is pretty much wired for us to survive. So when we go through certain situations, we are now pretty much doing our best to make it through. And I think survival mode kicks in because a lot of times when we're going through these traumatic moments or when we're going through these periods of loss or grief or whatever the case may be, our goal and our focus is just to make it through. However, when we don't think about what to do after we've made it through, that really does hinder us from living because at that point, we now begin to function in this place of survival. So I wanted to break it down a little bit more because I think survival mode is one area where it really does impact our life. However, we often don't realize that we're functioning in survival mode. So according to an article that I read on Psychology Today, it talked about survival mode and why it isn't the best way to live. It was written by Danielle Chermod. She described survival mode as something that involves adaptive psychological changes in our body that help us respond to stressors when we are faced with them. She noted that when we experience stress and um, various sequences of hormonal changes, along with psychological responses that occur in our body, It allows us to respond in a way where we either are prepared to fight, fight, or flee. And this kind of, like I said, touches on what we discussed last week in our podcast. The thing about it is when we hit that place where we are surviving, depending on what it is that took us into that mode where our survival instincts were triggered, once we're able to survive, there probably isn't a lot of energy or a lot of attention that is being put onto the aftermath, right? Because again, the brain's focus is just to make it. It doesn't sit there and try to categorize what do we do after we've made it out of this situation, or it doesn't put things into perspective for us and help us categorize them the right way. So because of that, it is very, very easy for what was put in place to serve as survival to now become a norm. 
And I think that's the biggest issue when something that was meant to help us make it through something now becomes our normal way of life. We tend to see that over time, it begins to conflict with other areas of our lives, just because something that was meant to help you survive isn't necessarily meant to help you live and to thrive. So an example that I can think of is the TV show Survivor. And this was a reality show that aired a few years ago. Um, I don't know if it's still on right now. It might not be on in the U.S., but it might be on in other parts of the world. But the whole idea behind the TV show Survivor is that people come on the show. They are put in pretty much the middle of nowhere. And the goal is for them to make it through to the end. And then whoever wins gets this lump sum of money. They're, I guess they're titled or they're crowned the survivor and then they get this amount of money. Now, while they're on the show, they are not living life the way that they used to live, meaning they don't have like the bed, they don't have like the nice food, they don't have the nice clothes. It's pretty much whatever they have at their disposal, they make the best of it, they make the most of it, and they use that. Now, if I'm going to paint the picture a little bit differently, Imagine someone who was on that show Survivor and they won. So let's say hypothetically they won about $100,000. And while they were on the show, they were eating bugs and they were sleeping um, on the floor and they were making fire with sticks and they were doing all of these things just to be able to make it. Because, you know, the show, it really does require a lot of physical, mental and emotional strength to kind of help you make it through. So let's say, for example, we have Ashley as the winner and she has surpassed everyone else that was on the show with her at that time. And now she's won. If Ashley, with this new amount of money and this new amount of fame, exits the show, but she continues to function like she is still on the show, we'd probably look at her like, okay, well, what's what's going on? Like, don't you realize the show is over? You can go home now. Even if, let's say, you didn't have a home before, you're in a position where you could possibly purchase one or put a a good down payment on one. Um, You don't necessarily have to scrounge for food anymore. You can actually go and buy the food. But Ultimately, we would look at her and we would wonder, like, okay, well, what's wrong? Why why are you still acting like you're still on this show? Now, for her, depending on how long she spent on the show, it might have become something that became normalized for her. And because of that, it's difficult for her to step outside of that. That's similar to what happens when we begin to function in survival mode. Because I think sometimes we don't realize when we've survived. And because we don't realize when we survived, we continue to function with the habits and the routines that we built that were necessary to help us survive. So when we think about survival, survival causes us to function in this place where we are able to make it. But outside of being able to make it, like I said, it causes that to be our new way of life. And then we begin to function off of survival alone. So if we think about something that might have occurred that might have triggered someone to have to tap into their mode of survival, 
let's say, for example, they lost a series of loved ones and they kind of began to feel numb or they numbed themselves out. Grief is unique to everyone. There's not necessarily a textbook way for how a person should grieve. So in that moment, the focus isn't necessarily saying that they need to grieve a certain way, right? Because again, we can't, I don't believe that we can sit and judge a person's way of coping. Um, Some ways are healthier, some ways are unhealthier, for sure. But again, everyone has their own unique way of how they deal with situations. I think what tends to happen, though, is once a person kind of gets past that level of grief or that that layer of grief that is kind of keeping them down, that is kind of numbing them out to a certain extent, the thing I believe is that there are probably coping skills that help them to survive. So, for example, some people might turn to drinking. Some people might turn to drugs. Some people might turn to overworking themselves. Some people might turn to their religion or their spirituality, whatever the case may be. And it's not to say that whatever it was that they used to cope wasn't sufficient because in that moment, it truly might have been exactly what they needed. The thing with survival is that we're not taking a look at the overarching impact. If I'm going to be very honest, I do believe that survival changes the way that we think to a certain extent. When a person's survival instinct is triggered, they're not necessarily focused on the healthy coping skills that they've learned throughout their life. They're not necessarily focused on um, thriving and, you know, all of the many goals that they had. In that moment, it's just to make it. And that is a very, very different thought process than someone who than someone whose survival instinct isn't triggered. And when we're not panicked and when we're not on edge any longer, you know, when, when we kind of get to that period of time where our survival instinct isn't necessarily triggered, it, it somewhat feels like a breath of fresh air because being in survival is very uncomfortable. Trying to just function, trying to just survive, on its own is very, very uncomfortable. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of strength. And quite honestly, sometimes this might be energy and strength that you personally feel like you don't have, but you are doing the best that you can in that moment. Um, Oftentimes we begin to build routines. We begin to build habits within ourselves just to make it easier for us to get through the day. And once we kind of get to a position where that's no longer the case, it's kind of like we've gotten a break. And I wouldn't blame a person for this, but quite honestly, once you've gotten to that place where you take a break, like you really want to sit there for a while. You really want to sit there. You really want to truly catch your breath and now figure out how to continue going. The thing about it is, Your brain has now categorized certain things that helped you function in that time when your survival instinct was triggered. So now the way your brain looks at it is these things are very helpful for me. These things are very safe for me. 
And because of that, we now begin to continue in certain habits and certain patterns that while in actuality, it it was helpful at one point in time, it was only something that was put in place to help us survive, not necessarily to help us thrive. And when we lose sight of that, and when we lose focus of that, we begin to incorporate things that are only meant to get us to that place of survival as daily habits, as routines within our life. And a lot of times it doesn't really become an issue until those survival techniques no longer work. And then we begin to find that we are trying to incorporate old things that were very, very successful for us at one point in time. But then we begin to realize that it's no longer allowing us to function in the way that we once did. And then it kind of starts this cycle again of panic and of, you know, trying to figure out what to do next. And quite honestly, I always say that when we're in a place where our survival instinct is triggered because our goal and because our focus is to make it, we really don't sit down and think about, okay, now that I've made it, what, what things do I need to change? Because again, depending on how long you've been going through whatever it was that set you into the motion in the first place, you know, we talked about that break that you need that natural break that, you know, we all need after working so hard. And a lot of times when we experience trauma or when we experience loss or when we experience any type of grief, that is work. It's emotional work. It's mental work. And because of that, we're not eager to say, okay, I've gotten out of this situation. I'm doing a bit better now. Let me sit down and reprioritize some of these coping skills that I've developed. No, that's, that's oftentimes that's not what happens. Oftentimes it's more so, oh, I'm glad I got that over with, or I'm glad I'm, I'm at a better position now. And we continue to live life. So I do believe that survivor mode triggers a couple of things for us. One, it helps us develop a way that we can cope with our trauma. Um, it also puts us in more of a routine and it also puts us in a position where we're focused more on the day-to-day task versus our life in general so there's not really a lot of planning that's taken place there's not a lot of energy to plan or there's not a lot of energy to put towards getting things in order it's really just how can I make it and, and then also we become complacent with the need to survive, which ultimately hinders us from moving past survival mode. So with this in mind, I think it's important for us to now pinpoint what things helped us cope outside of those survival instincts that we talked about in our previous episode, outside of the fight, flight, freeze and fawn. That's one aspect. But What are the actual coping skills that were put in place to help you survive? And we all have them. And it's important to look at them and it's important to examine them. And it's important to understand whether or not they are necessary for this new place that you are in in your life. 
And if it's something that you've identified, okay, well, this is no longer serving me, it now requires us to begin to shift our behaviors, to shift our actions, to shift our thought processes, because now it puts us back in a position where we actually do have to do some work. But if we are so exhausted from that period of time when we were functioning just barely, just purely off of survival alone, the thought of going back there is terrifying. The thought of reliving some of these past experiences is terrifying. The thought of trying to reprocess and re and reorganize and, and to really understand the impact that that experience had on us is terrifying. So quite naturally in our human nature, we don't. The thing about it is we then begin to see how something that was once so beneficial for us is no longer beneficial. Another thing about survival mode is because we really are just trying to make it, I think one thing that we tend to overlook is the fact that life doesn't stop. So just because you are now functioning from this place of survival, it doesn't mean that you don't have responsibility still. It doesn't mean that other traumatic things won't happen. And if you just had to deal with that one area, it might be doable. But when we deal with series and layers of stressors that come and that shape our life and that shake us up, It truly does change us internally. And I believe that when we get to a place where we've been surviving for so long, one, it does become normalized for us. So your focus and your thought process at that point in time is now shifted. It's just about making it from day to day. So you might be an individual who prior to whatever traumatic experience that you went through, you had a lot of goals for yourself. You had a lot of, you were very intentional about how you used your time, about how you showed up in life, about how you took care of yourself. But once that survival instinct is triggered, if I'm being quite honest, you really don't have time for that. Your focus is not, you know, what about this new goal that, you know, I wanted to work on? Or your focus isn't about how do I look today and I hope I look my best, you know? Your focus probably is just about how can I make it through today? So kind of like what I talked about earlier, we now begin to shift our mindset from maybe planning, you know, and maybe being intentional to more so a day-to-day type of thing. You wake up, you fulfill whatever responsibilities that you have, then you go to sleep and you do it again. Now, there are certain people who might not even be able to function to that extent. So again, this is definitely something that is on a spectrum, but I do believe that it's important to explore how past situations have impacted us and it's important to understand what survival coping skills have we developed within our life because if we're unaware of that we begin to glorify those coping skills and we begin to in a sense develop a sort of loyalty to it because it was helpful it was beneficial and it got you through The thing is we need to understand when we've made it through. We need to understand when we are no longer functioning from that place of survival any longer. 
when we've actually survived. Because if we don't realize that that shift has taken place, we continue to use old coping skills to try and live a present life. And we're not necessarily aware that, okay, dynamics have changed. So because dynamics have changed, how we show up has to change. So where you are going from a place where you're functioning day to day, once you kind of break out of that place of survival, that now might require you to get back into a position where you are being more intentional with your time, where you are being more intentional with the effort and the energy that you put into things. That might require that coping skills that you identified once as beneficial, that might mean that, okay, well, we need to put that to the side and we need to let that go because while it was beneficial at one point in your life, it's no longer serving you. And I think a lot of the, a lot of times, and especially I've seen it in my life, I see it a lot with even the clients that I work with, we become frustrated when things aren't working. And we don't understand why it's not working. But the reality is that coping skill that helped you function was honestly just for that period of time. Because you weren't, again, your brain's focus was just making it through. So we weren't really trying to identify how healthy is this? How beneficial is this? How supportive is this of the ultimate goal that I have for myself or that I desire for myself? None of that took place. So because none of that took place, even though you're making it from day to day, even though you're going to work, you're doing what it is that you have to do, we have to realize that a part of us has shifted. A part of us has kind of shut down. And now it's important for us to wake back up, wake that part of us back up and incorporate healthier coping skills. If I'm going to give like another analogy... So let's say, hypothetically, you are driving and God forbid, one of your tires burst. You have a spare in the back of your car and you put the spare on and you start driving again. The The purpose of that spare tire isn't necessarily for you to now use that as a permanent form of transportation. No, it is literally something to get you from where you are either to the next tire shop or to get you from point A to point B. Ultimate goal, though, is to be able to change your tire. Now, using that same analogy, if we've changed the tire, we have put the spare on, and we no longer look at it, and we no longer say, we no longer put it in our mind that, okay, we need a new tire, or we need to make sure that, you know, we either have AAA come out to help us, or, or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. The reality is that that spare is not going to do you as much justice as a tire that is meant for driving on will do at all. Um, Depending on if you even take time to check your spare and to check the quality of your spare, it might not even be able to get you to where you really want to be. So with that spare, if you begin to now drive like it is a normal tire, And we lose sight of the fact that it was just something put there to kind of help support you to get from point A to point B, but not necessarily something that was meant for you to keep on your car. One, it'll probably mess up your alignment. But then two, you stand a risk of being in that same position again. 
because it wasn't created for you to drive long distances on it at all. But I think sometimes we function like that. I think sometimes we function like that spare tire and we function from the perspective of, okay, this got me out of that difficult situation, but we never take time to really change it. We never take time to really put in the energy and the effort that is needed to to incorporate the proper coping skills that are necessary for our life. And in response to stress, like I said, it can be very, very tempting to just stay in this position, to ride the wave and to kind of take life as it comes. But one thing that I often like to point out is there's a difference between surviving and thriving. And I don't believe that we were meant to just survive in life. Um, I believe that we are truly meant to thrive. We're truly meant to become whatever it is that we truly desire to become. And unfortunately, things do come and things happen in our life where it, in a sense, causes us to lose focus on the ultimate goal that we had. But it doesn't mean that we have to stay in that position. So it's important to understand how you're functioning. So if you are in a place of survival, or if you can relate to this in any way, a couple of things that can be put in place to help really process your situation a little bit better, I would say is first and foremost, taking the time to explore past coping skills that you've developed, explore the things that actually helped you get through that time of your life, that period of your life where your focus was just on surviving. Acknowledge them and don't take it for granted because quite honestly, they were a very instrumental part of getting you to where you are now. But then I would want you to take a look at these coping skills that you developed and ask yourself, are they benefiting you now? Are they, are they serving the life that you're living now or were they only something that was put in place to kind of help you get through that difficult position? And you have to be honest with yourself. Again, sometimes in survival, we become really attached to the survival mechanisms that we've developed because they helped us. And in a sense, there's either a sense of loyalty that's developed or a sense of normalcy that's developed, or security even. And it's difficult to make certain changes, if I'm being completely honest, because prior to you getting to that place where you've survived, you probably couldn't imagine yourself being there. You probably, when you think back to the traumatic situation, or when you think back to that period of loss where your survival instincts had to be triggered and the survival mechanisms had to be triggered, that was probably a very, very difficult time in your life where you really didn't see how you were going to make it out. You really didn't see how you were going to make it through. So now that you've actually gotten to the place where you've made it through, it's hard to let go of what helped you. Quite honestly, it it kind of holds a little bit more weight than some of the other things because at that point in time, you probably tried a lot of different things and these coping skills that you've identified were the only things that really supported you or were the only things that really helped you. 
And it's not knocking it at all, but it's really asking yourself the question of um, how are these coping skills that I developed at that point in time serving me now? Are they benefiting me or are they holding me back? Am I finding myself living in a cycle, kind of repeating the same things over and over again? Or am I at a place where I'm actually able to do more? I'm actually able to accomplish more. I'm actually able to be intentional and to not just let life happen to me, but actually live life. Another thing that I would mention is being kind to yourself, showing yourself grace, because whatever it was that got you to where you are, if we're being completely honest, it shook you. It shook you. And we've talked about trauma. We've talked about how our brain categorizes it. And we've talked about the impacts of trauma. And the reality is it changed you. So at this point, it's not necessarily judging yourself for not being where you want to be. It's more so acknowledging the fact that I've actually overcome a lot based on my past experiences, but now I'm in, I'm in a position where I desire more. I'm in a position where I'm no longer satisfied with where I am. And that's the good thing about life. Like I've said in past episode, and you've probably heard this quote before, the only thing consistent in life is change. So it's good when you get to a place and you realize that, man, this thing that I had at one point in my life that was really helpful for me is no longer serving me. It's very good when we realize that because that shows that there's growth taking place. Our thought process is gradually changing and we do have the ability to now strive and desire and work towards more, whatever that looks like for you. But the thing about it is we can't accomplish that if we're always judging ourselves, if we're always limiting ourselves based on either the past mistakes that we've made or by the past decisions that we've made. Because again, you were functioning from a place of survival. So at that point in time, you probably weren't thinking critically or you probably weren't thinking, what's the healthiest way for me to approach the situation? Quite honestly, you were probably thinking, how do I get out of this? So I want this episode to maybe be more of a thought shaker at the very least. And what I mean by that is take some time and really examine the coping skills that you have in your life. Take some time to really examine the things that you identify as helpful and explore whether or not they were helpful for a certain period of your life or whether they are actually helpful for where you are now. If we continue to function like we are in a place of survival, that's that's where our mindset will always be. And anything else that you desire past that it's going to be very difficult to accomplish because the mindsets don't go together. There's a, like I said, there's a difference between surviving and thriving. And we're going to have to let go of one mindset to get to the other. So take some time out, really explore some of the coping skills that you've developed, really explore some of the habits that you developed and ask yourself, how is this benefiting my life now? I most likely will do a follow-up on this on our next episode, breaking this down a little bit more and maybe exploring ways to help us actually get out of survival mode or maybe even 
to help us explore ways to know if we are in survival mode. Again, everyone's situation is unique. Everyone's circumstances are different. So again, it's not about judging yourself. It's about identifying what you want for yourself and how well you are working towards getting there. I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope this has at least piqued some new thought processes and possibly brought about a gradual shift into how you show up day to day. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing weekend and I look forward to sharing with you on our next episode. Thank you.